1: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective.
0: 2020 on Vision. And as we do on a Friday, always good to connect with Bill Muhlenberg. And this week it seems the whole world has been interested in the U.S. midterm elections. Uh, they come between the presidential election cycle in the US and, of course, it's 2018, in this case, in between the presidential election 2016 and another one in 2020. Well, this year, all of the 435 seats in the US House of Representatives were up for grabs, 33 of the 50 Senate seats and 36 of the 50 governorships. Much of the media reporting has been around the idea of whether Americans would be making a judgment on the presidency of Donald Trump. Well, Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch is back with us for his impressions on what it means for the US and what it indeed means for Australia and for the whole world. Bill Muhlenberg, a special welcome back to 2020. It's
1: great to be back.
0: Well Bill, uh, with your American accent, uh, we'll know your interest is in what's been going on in your home nation and uh, we consider you an Aussie, you've been here for a long time, decade upon decade, but you do like to follow things as they go in the US very closely. Uh, Up until now, uh, Republicans held sway everywhere before the election?
1: Yes, well, it's uh, more or less the same. Uh, Three of the four still stay... In Republican hands, the uh, governors are still, for the most part, Republican. Obviously, we still have a Republican president, and the Senate is still held uh, with a slim majority with Republicans, but the U.S. House of Representatives did see uh, somewhat of a change, Uh, well, enough to give the Democrats a small lead, but uh, it wasn't quite the Uh, well, the blue wave they were talking about that would happen and kind of crush everything in its wake. Uh, So, yeah, a bit of a change, but still, for the most part, things remain more or less the same.
0: Uh, The interesting thing is that the blue wave didn't eventuate. This was the hype on the Democrat side of the campaign. Uh, How significant is it that, you know, in one sense here, Donald Trump was able to... Hold his own, even though he wasn't up for election here, but if you talk about it as a judgment on the Trump presidency, uh, the Republicans held their own, uh, really, uh, in spite of particularly what we see in Australia, is uh, all the media reporting that suggested that somehow or other the Democrats were going to come in with a blue wave and uh, and blitz the whole thing. Didn't happen, did it?
1: Well, it didn't. Again, we, it's historically quite common when a midterm election is held for the, the opposition party to do well. So we've simply seen what usually happens. The Democrats did do a little bit well in the House. Uh, but yeah, as you say, the expected tidal wave of blue never materialized, more like a trickle at best. Um, there's a few seats. Uh, still up in the air. There might even be a few uh, recounts uh, in, well, places like Florida, both through the Senate and the governor there. So, um, but as of now, there's still this slight lead, certainly in the Senate, which is crucial, uh, among other things. Uh, we've talked about this before. When the president uh, nominates a new Supreme Court justice, It goes through all the rigmarole, as we just saw with Kavanaugh, but then finally voted on in the Senate. So the fact that now Trump has got a slightly strengthened Senate, uh, a few of the more moderate uh, Republican senators have either their term left or uh, they passed away, whatever. So we've got three or four more solidly conservative senators in so in other words when the next uh... supreme court justice has to get voted on it should be even uh... easier for trump to get his way and given that uh... the oldest uh... SCOTUS uh... person uh supreme court justice uh... ginsburg is just found herself in the hospital today she's eighty five it could be sooner than we think for a third uh... trump nomination and possible vote uh, as to another conservative justice. So all this does matter, even though uh, the house will be a bit gridlocked and things may get. Uh, I might say a bit of a paralysis there with Democrats trying to do their thing. But overall, uh, one could say it was it was pretty good for Trump, and the Trump effect did have some bite, and even all the spruiking that Obama did to try to get. Democrats elected here and there didn't seem to actually do all that much good.
0: Well, Bill, there certainly is a positive there and coming from Christian commentary about the way that uh, the Republicans with control of the Senate may have uh, more ease of uh, getting those Supreme Court justices uh, into those roles. And, of course, that has a generational effect on on uh, how things will unfold in the U.S. on very big and contentious uh, social issues. Uh, there's another side here, too, because the uh, Democrats have control of the House, the likelihood that Nancy Pelosi will uh, become Speaker of the House. Uh, she's not got uh, the sort of agenda that we typically say is a good one as Christians. Uh, this is a bit of a downside, is it?
1: Oh, well, uh, well, mind you, there's been about 45 to 50 Democrats saying they will not uh, support Pelosi, so there may well be a few challenges and a few votes the CEO gets the job, but it's still pretty likely she'll end up getting the job. And yeah, she's no friend of Trump or the Republicans. And probably if it's not her, whoever they get as the speaker uh, is going to spend a lot of time, you know, instead of legislating, probably, you know, launching investigations. And many have talked about we're going to try to impeach Trump and all this. So like I say, a bit of uh, likely two years of gridlock and uh, not getting a lot done. Now, that'll not please the American people. They elect people to get things done. Uh, so, if anything, this can play into Trump's hands as well. Come reelection time in two years down the track, if enough Americans are seeing, gee, these uh, Democrats have just kind of stymied efforts to get stuff done. Uh, they may end up giving Trump bigger majorities in two years' time. So Democrats have to be careful here. If they're seen as uh, obstructionists and just uh, blocking everything that Trump tries to do, uh, it could backfire on them.
0: Uh, This idea of uh, pushing for an impeachment of Donald Trump, and this is what you're talking about, uh, Democrats in the House uh, doing all they can to get rid of Trump and being obstructionist in the process. Uh, It's interesting, isn't it? And uh, interested in your reflection here, because Donald Trump seems to be able to have turned around the greatest attacks and almost used them to his advantage. So as you say, the the bigger the attack, it may actually benefit the Trump presidency.
1: Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, the American people did vote in Trump uh, two years ago, so they expect him to lead. Uh, we've had similar things here, of course, with various... Uh, Uh, challenges to the parties and even within parties people getting stabbed in the back and the electorate is not all that keen on that so it's the same here and and the chance of any impeachment proceeding actually succeeding is pretty slim anyway so it would be just a lot of wasted effort and probably get a lot of people upset in the process so uh We'll have to see, A, who gets the top position as speaker, and B, if they want to go down that track. There's a lot of radicals within the Democratic Party. It's getting more and more hardcore left. So in one sense, we expect anything could happen. uh, But if they have any political nows they want to, you know, not be seen to be too crazy and too obstructionist. So uh, it'll be interesting times, but... As you say, Trump being a bit of an outsider, a businessman, and all the rest, he he seems to know how to deal with this kind of stuff. In fact, he uh, he's known for the art of the deal and all that. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. We pray, as always, for the our leadership uh, for America. What happens in America does tend to impact the world, including Australia. So it is important that we see smooth governance and that, uh, Uh, Well, especially righteousness exalting a nation. So that's the kind of stuff we want to see. And that may include, uh, including with the um, SCOTUS appointments, uh, you know, challenges to things like abortion. So uh, uh, momentous times indeed for America.
0: And Bill, in America, the voting doesn't work the same way as it does here. We have a compulsory system of voting. In America, it's not compulsory. Uh, there does seem to be some uh, idea that that evangelical Christians did get out en masse and vote in this midterm election. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Christians voting in the u s and then uh, we might we might just turn our attention to Christians voting in Australia and uh using their uh, conscious conscience that uh, you know is uh, is influenced by their faith, but but what about Christians voting in the U.S.? Do you think is there any sort of indication that Christians did rise to an occasion here and and saw an opportunity to vote?
1: Well, we certainly know there was some record uh, numbers who did come out on the Tuesday. Uh, usually, midterm elections are a little bit lower in voter turnout, so. A lot of people were interested, Uh, hard to break it down exactly in terms of, you know, how many were Democrats, how many were Republicans, how many were evangelicals, and so on. But uh, I would think a fair amount did, Uh, and, uh, well, that is part of our responsibility. Uh, Romans 13 talks about God ordaining the state and so on. Uh, We have a role to play as citizens. Uh, You know, we're called to be salt and light. Uh, our faith is not a privatized faith where it's just, you know, what we do at home or on Sunday mornings. It should impact all of life. So it's incumbent on all Christians to get involved in the political process. And the very least they can do there is pray and to vote at important elections like this. So, yeah, it is voluntary there. All the more reason for God's people, especially, to get involved. And I think, a. Uh, A fair amount did, I suppose, in the days ahead. We'll get some more uh, numbers on, you know, just how active, especially evangelical Christians were, but I think uh, they had a pretty good turnout.
0: Bill, the contrast between the progressive agenda... Or socialist style agenda and a conservative agenda has become more and more polarized, uh, and Christians do find themselves leaning towards that conservative agenda simply because of the radical. Mm-hmm. policies that come out uh, on the on the left i wonder what you might be able to glean from what has happened in the us uh, and does anything there affect us here in australia is there are there lessons to learn from uh, from what seems to be happening there with the uh, you know, conservative you know holding out the uh, the progressive in that sense uh, what are your thoughts for how that might affect us here in australia
1: yeah well, Again, America does have an impact on us and others. We are admittedly a a different kind of country with different issues, uh, but there's similarities as well. So if we talk about the Trump phenomena, we also talk about other similar moves around the world. Brexit is one. We just had a conservative uh, elected in Brazil. Uh, Eastern Europe is seeing a real move to, Uh, conservative and christian values in many of the states there so there seems to be uh, as you say a kind of a reaction to this pretty wild and progressive leftism which has been holding sway and getting worse all throughout the west for the last number of decades so uh, if america and brexit and some of these other nations are anything to go by uh, we may well see similar things happening here. Certainly we have opportunities for that here in Victoria. We have an election coming up in a few weeks' time, and of course federal election will be on again next year, barring some other uh, strange events. Uh, so it's uh, obviously important that Christians get out, uh, become aware of just how radicalized things are, simply the whole uh, war on, well, Christian schools in Australia. We're seeing that more and more with uh, not only demanding that all students be allowed to do their own thing, including pushing homosexuality and the trans agenda, uh, but labor and others, the Greens certainly calling for even teachers to be... Uh, uh, not uh, Christian schools not allowed to discriminate, as they put it, against teachers who might be homosexual and so on. So that really is a war on Christian education. So that one issue alone should be a great concern to all believers, to all Christians, and we should vote accordingly, knowing how radical some of the parties are in this regard.
0: Bill, the idea of allowing your faith to influence your voting habit. Some people have a disconnect when it comes to voting. They think uh, that voting is about personalities and who looks best in a campaign. Uh, What about this concept of allowing your faith to influence your conscience when you're actually casting your vote. Is that a biblical foundation, do you think? Or is that something that, uh, you know, is just being pushed uh, from one side? Uh, perhaps, you know, we're, you know, perhaps people might look at uh, Bill Muhlenberg, Neil Johnson, our conversations as being somehow manipulative. But uh, where do you get this foundation, a biblical foundation?
1: Well, there's no question, as we said, that God is the one who ordained government. It was his idea. So certainly we can't be anarchists. Uh, You know, God created the state to maintain order in a fallen world, and he's told us, as we said, to be salt and light, to see the lordship of Christ extend to every area of life. So that should include the political, social, legal, and so on, and various spheres that, yeah, sometimes we've tended to pull away from we've seen a disconnect. We think our faith is, you know, what we do when we pray and go to church, but hey, your faith certainly has an impact when it comes to legislation to those who rule over us. And in fact, this whole kind of democratic process, the freedoms we enjoy, the rule of law, pretty much all of that came out of the Judeo-Christian worldview. So, Uh, you know, we're losing it quickly. It was Christianity who really helped to bring about these great freedoms that we now enjoy. And it'll take Christians to stand up before we lose it all. So it is vitally important. And, uh, in fact, one of my earlier articles I wrote this week, I called it uh, How Not to Respond. To the evils of the day. And I said one is simply to ignore everything and pull out and pretend it's somebody else's problem. You know, keeping your head in the sand or saying, oh, that's politics. I'm just wanting to be spiritual. Well, sorry, that is not how Christians respond. Thankfully, uh, Wilberforce, the parliamentarian of two centuries ago, didn't have that mindset. He took his faith seriously in politics and as a result was a leading force in helping to overturn slavery. We've got plenty of those issues today, whether it's abortion, the war on marriage and family, uh, keeping education for believers free and not under the control of the state. So plenty of things we need to get involved in. And often that means getting our hands a little bit dirty in terms of politics, social, cultural involvement, uh, you know, being willing to get involved.
0: Well, Bill, always so good getting your insights. Thank you once again for uh, getting us up to date on some of these issues. Christian commentary on uh, the U.S. election and and then this little extra... A uh, little extra treasure on the end about uh, what it is to have uh, the way we actually interact with society influenced by our Christian faith. Let me point people to some of Bill Muhlenberg's latest articles, BillMuhlenberg.com or simply Google Culture Watch one word and you'll come up with uh, the Culture Watch site and be able to look at some very well informed Christian commentary on the issues that are going on around us here in Australia and indeed around the world Bill, thanks so much for joining us once again today